and welcome to the Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns, and I'm joined here by Mr. Paul Sickle. Hi, welcome. How are things going with you? They're good, they're good. I, um, by the way, standing ovation at the Brewer game for Josh Hader, not okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, what I would say, and I was actually at that game right, on okay. Saturday, mm-hmm. and so he had a number of uh, what we could we would consider racist tweets, but he, he owned up to it. And the team appears to have uh, embraced him, and I think you know he he didn't try to hide the fact that you know he he was a stupid kid, right? And uh, you know he's not that person anymore. So I think I mean I would explain the the standing O. I I agree. I, I don't think he deserved a standing O, but I think the explanation for it is that his team was supportive of him. He owned up to it. He didn't try to hide from the fact that you know that this happened. Didn't try to pretend like his account mm. was hacked or something like that. So, so I the I, team I think, response I, is okay. Yeah, so I think uh, that's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think his his answer to it was. Honorable. No, I just didn't like the fan. Uh, I think it sends a wrong message. I agree. I think it's a little over the top. I mean, you don't need a standing ovation. No, no, um, no. I mean, it, it, he. I thought for he, somebody uh, for somebody coming coming off the week like that. I think he just needs to buckle down and like do his job, and then and time then, time clean with the team. That was good, and the was, team that was critical. And the team really backing him up, I thought was valuable, but not packing him his statements up, making it very clear they condemned them, and he he's saying, you know, look, I'm. Just that's not me anymore. Yeah, um, just owning the mm-hmm. comments. I, I thought that was solid. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just, I just didn't like the fan fan reaction. No, I think it was, I think it was the wrong. I agree. I mean, it's, it's the wrong message to send. I think. Well, how many people like stood up like during it? Was it uh, I mean, I was or? walking around with my kid, like getting food and you know, mm-hmm. looking for activities. So I, I didn't actually see. Because uh, I think it was uh, it was you know it was later innings when okay. uh, when he came well, in, yeah. but uh, but but I think it was um, mm-hmm. it was probably a good chunk of the fans. Yeah, from what I understand. All right, all right. Well, that is what it is. These things, uh, you know, when it comes to politics, there's like, always a few Uncle Vicks in the stands, unfortunately. Um, whatever. Um, but uh, we've got uh, obviously the news around the uh, Mail and Mitchell campaign today as well. When it comes to the governor's race, so uh, I mean, what, I think that about what about this comment? Yeah, yeah, I think that's really bad reporting from the Journal Sentinel. To be well, totally so, honest with you, I mean, I was, as a parent of a special needs child myself, um, I wasn't offended by what he said. I was much more offended by the fact that uh, the person who says she's upset about it is a walker appointee trying to score political points off of disabilities, right. frankly. So it's, um, so it's at the table. So what uh, what is it that occurred exactly? So there's this uh, story in the journal that Mainland Mitchell said he would compared himself to the character that Cuba Gooding Jr. plays in the mm. movie where he plays a disabled adult. Yeah. And it's not meant really as a joke, as far as I can tell. I mean, I guess it's kind of meant as an ironic statement, because mm-hmm. he does kind of look like him, honestly. And that's yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a likeness. At the firehouse. And, um, but... You know, he wasn't prepared to for the answer, to answer the question, which was, "What movie star would you compare 
yourself to. But for and and nobody really thought anything of it at the debate, including yeah. the Democratic challengers. So it's the Next Gen America a forum. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a few candidates that showed up to that, and the question was about if you were, you know, if you were to be portrayed by somebody in a movie, like, you know, who would you, who do you think could uh, could portray right. you? And it was, and he said, um, said, this is going to sound good or bad. I don't know, but at the firehouse, they say that Cuba Gooding Jr. would play me, but when he played radio. Okay. So and so and that was that I was referencing it was referencing when uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. portrayed James Kennedy, whose nickname was Radio, a man with developmental disabilities who was befriended by a high school football coach in the 1960s. So I mean, a lot, I think I think it sounds to me like it's just yeah, it's just wa- Walker's it, Walker's people are taking. He said it with a straight it. face. Yeah. The only people that take advantage aren't the other Democratic candidate, but Walker's. No. Um, and, and the problem I have is the Journal Sentinel article quotes um, the woman Sweden is her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have her first name as as being a disabled advocate? I guess that's upset by it. But she's actually a Walker appointee to how it had the Beth Sweden, executive Beth director Sweden. of the Wisconsin's Board for People with Developmental Disabilities. Now, when you go on and look up the Wisconsin Board for People with Developmental Disabilities. It's a government site. Mm-hmm. It's part of the governor's website, and it's got a picture of her, or like Scott Walker and some woman that I presume is her. Yeah. So it, it's totally self-serving, and, and frankly, I think right. she's using the disabled community. That's what it sounds like to me. To to try to score political points against who they probably fear is probably the strongest Democrat to face to face him. Milan's spokesperson, uh, Kirsten Allen, said Mitchell was... Uh, Full was, disclosure, he, I do he was, know her. I know Malin, too. Uh, he was not trying to make a joke and was being serious, and uh, Malin didn't laugh uh, when responding to the question. So, yeah, it, it, to me it should be a non-story, but... Right. You know, I it's mean, obviously... It's, it, you know, we're in the, we're, we're in the heat of the uh, political season. To me it shows with, Walker with is, is threatened, that he needs to pick out a candidate... Yeah. Uh, frankly, not polling all that well in the Democratic primary, according to the public polls. Yeah. But because there's so many undecideds, could still win this thing and could right. pre- present a viable threat to Walker once the party unifies. And I think that that's... And then he goes on, right? They go on to criticize all the other candidates for laughing. So they, like, they, they may waste no time making sure it's not just an attack on Malin, yeah. but it's an attack on all the Democratic candidates. Right. And, and so I think that that, too, to me, tells me they're just trying to score political points. Well, this is, It yeah. shows almost a level of desperation. And, and frankly, as a parent, like I said, of a disabled child, that, to me, is far more offensive than what is, at worst, a worst maybe a misspeak on the part of Mitchell. And even he showed a certain conscientiousness about it in his hesitation of answering the question. Sure. Oh, I would agree. And so, I, you know, maybe I have to watch the video clip and maybe I'd have a different reaction. But On his I, face, though, it just seems to be very self-serving in terms of... Uh, from Walker? Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. So I think it's time for... I hope Malin calls out Walker. And uh, well, I hope all the Democrats do. And so, you know what? This is... You're making uh, causing a tempest in a teapot, and you're doing it, uh, frankly, on the backs of the disabled community. Yeah, well, it, the, that he has, is, does nothing to serve as a governor. This is he's, Exhibit he's, A. He's against 
pre like coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. What right. does that do to the disabled community? Yeah, I mean, what I what I would say is this: this is just kind of indicative of what whoever the Democratic nominee should expect, because Walker is it's going to be no holds barred. He's got he's going, he's going to have plenty. He's going to have plenty of money. He doesn't have any shame. He's he realizes it's going to be a close race. So whatever you know, who should have shame though is Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Molly Beck. For, for the just, reporter for just uh, taking and, it. And uh, was it no, Kurt? No, Pat Marley. Ooh, ooh, are people I tend to respect usually as reporters? Yeah. For them, biting, taking the bait. I mean, clearly this was fed to them. Yeah. On a spoon. Right. It was almost. And like they a, ran with it. It was almost like a press release. Pretty much. I mean, really. I mean, I, I'll give them credit. And then they go on with some paragraphs about Malin's positions, which I guess maybe their attempt at fairness. Yeah. So maybe I mean maybe it's not even the writer's fault. Maybe it's the editor's fault for for trying to force a bad story in. But what the hell? Why the hell is the Journal Sentinel so in the pot? Like now that they're They're just trying to sell, they're just trying to sell papers. And if gossip sells papers, then that's that's. They're just trying to buy whatever Walker's bait is and like do whatever Walker wants in the coverage because Walker has dictated the coverage in that newspaper for his entire political career. Well, yeah, people people that are office holders tend to have. A no, bigger me- megaphone when it comes to... He had to... a bigger megaphone than Tom Hammond when he was challenging him. He had a bigger megaphone. Yes. He's always had a megaphone yep. in there. I mean, he's had some right-wing backers in this community who I think are feeling very now more emboldened now that like John McAdams at Marquette is getting, getting reinstated. Getting re- yep. And... Yep. What, the, what this is shaping up to be in terms of the governor's race, though, is that he's going to hit... Wherever you can hit, because he realizes that this could be a close race. Walker, does. yeah, yeah, because and and so whatever little thing he can do around the edges to to nip away at the lead or or whatever the gap is between him and, and the nominee, he's going to do it. In terms of what Walker's willing to do to win re-election, you can count it on one hand. He is using money to in an effort to sway votes. You look at the child tax credit. Hundred dollars per child tax credit this year that, mm-hmm. that was that was thrown together in an election year. Mm-hmm. There's the satellite offices that are announcing because because the Foxconn backlash happened. So there were a lot of people upstate who were not happy with having to pay taxpayer dollars for down in southeastern Wisconsin, uh, four and a half billion dollars. So that so, so that's the thing. So all of a sudden. Randomly, there was uh, first uh, an innovation center announced in Green Bay, and then there's another one now in, that's going to be in Eau Claire, supposedly. We'll see if these things ever pan out. They may or may not. Probably not. But in election year, they can say, like, hey, we're going to create jobs in Eau Claire and Green Bay. Oh, look at uh, the geography of the state. You know, there's no, uh, no coincidence there. So it, and you look at the UW funding. What he's doing there, he's, he's he's the education governor this year, right? So he's uh, he's throwing all kinds of money right. at the UW system. So where it, where he's was not where throwing was all kinds of money? He's well, he's he's, he's he's increasing it so he can say that he is the edu- uh, very edu- minor education global. governor. Well, and add, add, add to that what he announced this week with sending money to the city of Milwaukee to come. Which is also, like, nothing. It's, 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 mean, it's like $4 million to replace uh, lead laterals uh, for the water which system in here the, in town. Which, the needs of what we're dealing with is nothing. It's well, it's, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll replace uh, a few hundred, probably. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's, it's electioneering through the state budget. He's trying to bribe the voters, but he's doing it on such a cheap basis. 
But it, allow, like if he, if it he, allows like him to put Tommy out... Thompson was bribed, bribing voters, he'd actually get a bribe through. Like, <laughs> yeah. it might be worth it to the voters. Right. This is not that. This guy is, is playing really shitty lip service. Yeah. To, um, but I don't think I don't think he's trying to hide the fact that he's doing this in an election year. I think he just he's hopeful that like if it's a close race that he can convince enough voters with these different initiatives to to bring them over to to his side. And if you look at the Marquette poll that came out uh, last week after we recorded. I mean, there is there is cause for concern because there is uh, there is a right track, wrong track uh, poll there that said I think fifty two percent of the people that were polled think Wisconsin's headed in the right direction. We could just, I mean, while we're at it, we could just say let's let's just concede the election to Walker. I'm not saying. That. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, we really like seriously, like if 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 with the coverage like this in the Journal Sentinel. I, and frankly, I think you're going to see this increasingly from the Journal Sentinel. Like, I think I'm actually on to something. I know you think I may be over the top, but I think that this... The gossip element is prevalent in, when it comes to the local coverage, and I, I think that's really what it is. They're just they're, they're selling papers. Now, they're, they're selling whatever Walker's team feeds them. It's the weakest yeah. story ever. They're selling well, it's, whatever. It's no. They, there's such deference to Walker in in this paper. There always has been. There always will be. I mean, the guy is really. He's a blight on our community, our state, and this yeah. paper treats him like he's. Uh, like it's royalty. Royalty, pretty yeah. much. Uh, and I mean, I no. I think that they do give him special treatment in a way that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other uh, other places necessarily, I, I, or or you don't see them doing toward other politicians, including you know even Tommy Thompson. Yeah, it even goes back to f- like promoting these polls that are like these incredibly republic strong Republican skews in these polls, and they are kind of incredibly they're remarkable. These polls, the like the Marquette poll, is showing that Republican uh, self-identified Republicans are outpacing Democrats for the first time in their polls history. Right, and we wouldn't despite expect despite the fact that all other indicators are that Republicans are weaker on the ground this year. Yeah, I mean, in other words, they're suggesting that the resistance, the all the special elections, everything you've seen has resulted in a red wave. Well. Maybe there's a red wave. I mean, but it sounds like if there is one, it's because the Journal Sentinel is helping promote it. That could be. I mean, in terms of this poll, the Walker's approval numbers did go down slightly. So it was in June. That was the same. Negative right. plus two, according yeah. to this poll, which skews... Very heavily Republican, according to its but the don't the right. don't knows went up. So it was in June, which was the last poll we talked about. The the Walker's uh, approval rating was forty nine percent to forty seven percent opposed, three percent mm-hmm. didn't know. In July, it's forty seven forty five approval, and seven percent don't know. So the yeah, don't okay. know column has gone up some. So it's doubled. Great. I mean, that's statistically the. It's, it's yeah, given the margin of error, it's 800 respondents. No, it's, I mean, it's, what's it's more telling is that close. it's still. There's a split between. Even, almost even split between Democrats and Republicans in the poll. Yeah. That's historically anomalous. In yeah. fact, in among pure without leaners, there's a more of a. Um, it's actually a Republican lean. Among, without leaners, it's a Republican favorite poll. 
is what I mean. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it's kind of bogus. It's kind of it's a thumb on the scale poll. It seems to be, but I mean, we'll. I mean, we'll, I guess obviously we'll find out come November, but. Well, maybe we won't because maybe by then their thumb will have been effective. Right. In terms, in terms of the Democratic primary, there wasn't really a lot of movement. There's nothing going on there. So I mean, Evers is a head-on favorite yeah. unless one of these ad campaigns can somehow you know, get, get attention and possibly put it. 31% of respondents said they supported Evers. Malin was next up at 6%. 6% Vineout also has 6%. Calderoy's only had 3%. So can we put this, this graphic of the Dem-Republican split on our yeah. uh, Facebook yeah, with, with, and, and circle? Sure. The anomaly that even though now, according to with leaners, it's tied, mm-hmm. it's at a historical low point really not in their within their poll yeah when this is supposed to be a democratic year right and the uh, special election i mean not special like the supreme court election for dalit seems to indicate that would be the case well we talked about before right. this that the fact that they somehow the marquette, this is a red surge the, the marquette poll marquette. may be skewed just based on the 2016 results that they've tried to counterbalance based on that result mm-hmm. but Obviously, we don't think we're 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 projecting that that's not going to be what the turnout looks like come November. It hasn't been certainly in the special elections. Yeah, when you look at yeah, when you look at what happened with Evers, when you looked at what happened or with the, the Supreme Court, uh, you know, odd year elections. Yeah. So, um, and, I mean, so I guess the right track thing you brought up too. I mean, the right that, track thing is interesting, but I think we and we, we talked about this beforehand too. Is that that question is, in and of itself, maybe a little complicated. It's not as straightforward as I think that people maybe think it is. 52% think we're on the right track. 42% think we're on the wrong track. And that's and that's compared to the question where 47% of people approve of Scott Walker's handling of his job. So there's a 5%... And 45% don't. Yeah. And so there's a 5% disconnect between the people that think we're headed in the right direction and the people that support Walker. So there are people that saying that are saying like yes, Wisconsin's headed in the right direction, right. but they also didn't say they supported. So I, I, I mean, what we thought like one thing might be that some progressives might be thinking, well, Randy Bryce is running, uh, right? There's a chance to, we just to you're the woman. We, we Rebecca Dallas. Rebecca Dallas won. Tony Evers cleaned up right. last week or last last year for the uh, state superintendent. So that could uh, be race. part of it. So yeah, I think people. Yeah, you could you could you could interpret the response in that fashion that like yeah things are headed in the right direction because they're not happening like they were a couple it's years ago. It's not the bulk of it. The bulk of it no, is probably based on sure. the economy. The bulk um, of it. The bulk of it trends with Walker's approval rating. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I'm not. I'm not sure. The majority of response, I would assume, answered answered, to... answered yes to. Yes, no. When Walker headed in the right direction, and I approve of Walker. As I recall. The, when Walker's approval rating was much lower right after his failed presidential bid, there still was a lot of right-track answers. And also, I would point out that people tend to always go right-track the more local you get. So yeah. at the national level, the sure. right-track numbers will be definitely in the negative. Mm-hmm. And then at the state level, 
um, you know, if you did one just even, you know, Milwaukee County or something like that, people tend to always, it's just like where, like, oh, how, what do you think of Congress? Oh, everybody's like 90% disapproval. Right. What do you think of your congressperson? Oh, like 55% approve. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just how politics operates. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a long running trend, like that goes back as far as I think polling does. Sure. So, so well, bottom line is we're three weeks away from the primary. August fourteenth, mm. listeners is. Uh, Are you bringing it back Rick or Vic again? <laughs> I think. Well, so this is so this podcast will be uh, will we'll be off next week because I will be out of town on vacation, and we'll we'll be coming back the week before the election on August fourteenth. Vic so, just just uh, texted me that he agrees that the Journal Sentinel's bullshit. But he thinks well, it's on the. He thinks he it's thinks too it's liberal. I'm sure. Right. Well, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, he go, thinks. Go he, figure. He thinks Fox News is center left. So. He doesn't think the state's on the right track, but he thinks Scott Walker is the best governor ever and Trump's best president. <laughs> he just thinks that Wisconsin is too accepting of other views. Yeah. So I'm just saying the right track, wrong track, Paul. You got to question it. Yeah, I, I I think there's there's you can read into it a little bit. I think. All right, but. On that note, so yeah, the listeners will be off next week. We'll be back the week after to kind of preview the run-up to the August 14th primary, which uh, will be for, for governor, for U.S. senator, and there'll be uh, several races. Note the ballot, generic so. ballot tests have been looking actually really good. Yep. Um, a lot of the polling I've seen has suggested that, frankly, a lot of Walker's messages Clearly, like election year ploys. Well, that's good. So I, so people I, are seeing. I, hopefully, I, are seeing through some of these uh, budgetary maneuvers. I think we're in the game. I think don't lose faith. Don't let the Journal Sentinel skew your views. Yeah. Well, make, and make sure you come out and vote on August fourteenth. Right. All, All right. right. All right, listeners, forward. forward.